Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Welcome back, Murder Sluts. This is Shelf Pleasure, a podcast about the sex lives of literary characters. And we are your hosts, Krista and Kelsey. And we are so excited to be back after a very brief little break and kicking off season two. This uh, this little mini break was, was nice, but I am more than ready to be back to discussing smut with y'all. And this week, we're really... Bringing the Heat with Black Sheep by Alexa Harlow and Bryn Weaver. So hold on to your butts. Yeah, the the murder sluts was just a nice little appetizer yeah, for you all. And a mousse-bouche before we yeah. get into the meat of this. So for a little charcuterie board. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't finished Black Sheep yet and doesn't want to be spoiled, please hit pause. Turn back right now. now and come back later. This is going to be full of spoilers. Uh, and I would hate to ruin this for anybody because it's quite the journey. And I would give anything to be able to read this book again for the first time. So... For anyone else, welcome to the party. We are going to go over all of the dirty details very shortly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of plot in this one, too. I think you, you said it best when you said, like a like a romance novel dick. It is long in plot yeah. and also thick in plot. Well, yeah, we anticipate this being a girthy episode. Yes, exactly. So for all our girth girls, this one's for you. Yes, size queens, welcome. <laughs> so. My people. <laughs> So please remember these reviews Fi- are- size queens kings and everything in between. Exactly. <laughs> Any sovereigns of size. Yes. You are welcome here. A monarchy of size. <laughs> so please remember that our reviews are our opinions though and it's okay if you hate this and we love it or vice versa. In fact, we would love to hear from you differing opinions or no. So please let us know what you think on Instagram or Facebook. We are at Shelf Pleasure Pod pretty much everywhere. So we're pretty easy to find. Yeah. Um, but before so. we get too we're far. accessible. Yes. The <laughs> podcast is accessible. Maybe per- us personally are not super accessible. <laughs> but the podcast is super accessible. Uh, so before we get into plot, do you have any editor's notes to go over from the last episode? No. And I feel like if I did, it's been so long and I didn't write them down <laughs> in a timely manner. So I, if I had them, I didn't remember. I don't remember them. I don't Do have you? any. Oh, no, no, I don't have any either. So I just wanted to make sure. But uh, then, the new less, season, same old us. Yes, same shit, different season. <laughs> so uh, then, let's get started because I'm so excited to talk about this. So me too. This was one. This was my most anticipated read of the podcast for a while. I think I've been, I've been like really looking forward to this one. So. So I'm excited to talk about it and tell people how I felt. Same. Especially because I feel like I usually dislike most things. Is that a fair? To be fair, we went through a rough patch with with reads. So this is a very welcome reprieve. And and quick background on Black Sheep. This was co-authored by Alexa Harlow and Bryn Weaver, and it was first published in 2022. So she is new. And I read this last September, and I actually think there's an episode of me talking about, like, I can't stop thinking about the serial killer romance that I just read. 
and I don't remember which episode it was. But so I reread it again for this episode, but this was your first read. So I'm wondering how that's going to impact our perspectives, because there's definitely things I noticed this time that I was too caught up in, like, the shock and awe of it all the first time. But you're also more observant than I am. So, so am I? oh my god, yes, you are absolutely <laughs> more like observant than I am. So, like your notes are so well thought out and organized, whereas mine are like, well, I I jotted down all my plot points after the chapter, and then I did. I've tried to get better at like summarizing the end of like how I felt at things, but uh, but I thank you for that yeah. compliment. Um, Just calling them like I yeah, see them. But I w- this was one uh. Pun intended, I was dying to read. (laughs) Well, genre-wise, it is definitely a dark read serial killer romance. Yes. So the content warning for this... Check your morals at the door. Oh, yeah. For real. Uh, The the content warning list is long. Oh, same here. That was... uh, I was was a Dexter girly. This was was made for me. So... Yeah. I, I feel like I have just slowly been accepting the fact... That I am just a villain at my core. Like, at my heart, deep down. If I could get away with it, I would be a villain. I think I would be a like a, <laughs> a villain that thinks... I guess maybe all villains think they're right, but like a righteous villain where I'm like... I don't even want to be a righteous villain! I just feel like... I just want to have fun and loosen up a bit and, you know... Just feel like if there's a story about me, they'd be like, if no, you gotta no t- but she had some points. If someone's in your way, then, you know... Get them out of your way. Move, bitch. It's easier easier if they suck as a person, but... It doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, it does a little. It does. It does. It's Uh, not a totally... I'm not totally amoral. Um, So, well, let's get into our... You are lawfully... At your core, you are lawful evil, and at my core, I apparently am chaotic evil. (laughs) You know, but we make a really good team for that reason. We do. It's a good balance. Yes. So, let us begin. Yes. We jump right into things with Bria Brooks, our main character, giving us perhaps the greatest opening line in a book ever. This opening line was incredible. Would I you like to read it? Oh, I didn't even highlight it, so oh, but I know you did, but I literally, I remember texting you as soon as I read it, and I was like, the opening of this book is the best thing I've ever read. It is as follows. I don't always fuck a man before I kill him, but when I do, I find there's one thing they all have in common. They're disappointing. Chef's kiss. I just. I think it's uh, the only thing I actually like. One of the only. I didn't do like a lot of like quote highlighting in this, which isn't necessarily an indicator of how I felt about the book. Um, but that was one that I immediately highlighted for sure. It's we actually recommended this to our friend Amanda too because she was kind of feeling slumpy, and we were like, "Oh, if you're in a book slump, yeah, read, read this. this book." And she also sent us the opening line and was like, "Jesus Christ, what have you recommended to us?" But then ended up thoroughly enjoying it. So, mm. you know, we're so glad to share our love of black sheep with other people. But yeah, it's literally our job that we don't get paid for. So, <laughs> so Bria is is the serial killer in the serial killer romance. And my God, is she good. Like, yeah, like if so you two thorough. were a Dexter girly and were impressed, just wait. She has oh, a yeah. house. She makes, she makes De- Dexter look so sloppy. Oh my like, God. He, like, he, like he didn't have his shit together. He, like, he wishes on. he could. Like her house is outfitted with weapons and security systems and a goddamn deconstruction yeah, chamber that will dissolve an adult human body and remove it from the premises without yeah, leaving DNA behind. It's incredible. 
incredible. There's basically a laundry chute for the body into a pool of acid. It's, and like it's way more complex and fancy than that. But in essence, it is a water slide into a pool of acid to acid to dispose of a body. And it's it's written incredible. in a way that feels really plausible. Like, yes. I, like normally this is something we'll be like, hmm. You didn't put enough detail or you put so much detail in there that we knew you didn't know what you're talking about. But this is the way that this is constructed is really smart where it gives you enough details to let you know that they know what they're talking about, but not enough for you to really probably fact check the whole thing. Yeah, you know? like it's it's enough that you can like easily it, it lends itself to you being able to just suspend your disbelief for sure without being like I am re- like being conscious of the fact that I'm re- you're really suspending your disbelief yeah or speaking a language that like nobody yeah or like, like unless makes, you're an engineer you yeah, wouldn't understand yeah so she's getting ready to use that deconstruction chamber when we meet her she's brought home a mark who works for a man named karen berger who is the leader of the legio agni cult and she pretty quickly dispatches him with the help of some ketamine and a garrote And Bria is not your average serial killer. She is specifically hunting down people involved in cults who are taking advantage of people, mostly women, um, because she herself escaped a cult called the Disciples of Xanthius as a teen before she was rescued by a man named Samuel, who is her adoptive uncle. And she says of Samuel, who is her serial killer mentor. (laughs) Um, Like, in what is it? It's his dad in Dexter. I can't. um, Harry. Harry. Harrison. Yeah, Yeah. It's like her Harry. Exactly. And so she says... If you've watched Dexter, so if you haven't, I guess that's a useless reference. So she says of Samuel, I am his one moment of mercy. In 172 killings, I am the only person he ever saved. And I love that neither of them take trophies as serial killers. They Bria uses a mind palace. But he does. He composes music about his kills, but he doesn't take physical trophies that would tie him. I thought him. he took their records. Like, I thought his record collection... Was Those like are of or I guess, oh I guess they're just ones that's that happened music. during the kill. No, the the records that and, and this is like a later detail. The records in his collection are music he's composed about his kills, and they mm. have lyrics that accompany like the piano composition of them. Okay. So they, I don't know why I also thought he like some of them he just took the record, like he just had the he's record. like a vinyl snob. Yeah, like I thought <laughs> some of them were his composing, and then other ones were like oh it was I like, think he has a song that was like other. Things, but they like the memory of it was tied to that kill. That's so. I guess not that he took from them. So yeah, you couldn't really tie it because yes, who's gonna be like, well, this one record was missing. Yeah, exactly. So Bria goes to her mind palace to relive her kills. If you're not familiar with that, it's like a mnemonic device for remember. Almost like um having it's higher than like a photographic memory like level. I have it somewhere. I can't remember what it is when she like goes into like. It's what, if you've watched the on. Benedict Cumberbatch version of Sherlock, you've seen the Mind Palace because it's yes. the same memory technique that he uses. But um, that's that's what Bria uses as well. And Samuel has unfortunately suffered a stroke, so he's currently in like a rehab care facility. Although Bria does spend a lot of time with him, and they they have a really fun little code that they talk in to avoid overtly discussing their kills. And you can just see it's the groundwork is laid early and often on how careful they are and the steps that they go to protect themselves from being discovered as serial killers. Yeah, and I think it makes. I think it kind of one of the things that makes it make more sense and like me be more believable is that her mentor 
was an actual serial killer so they could relate on that thing and kind of yes like know what to look for to look out for whereas like you know the other like harry with dexter like his dad was a cop so he had that but it's not like something they could relate on or understand no i feel like they have that level of like understanding with each other that i guess you don't (laughs) i don't know many serial killers (laughs) but i'm assuming i don't think they were all like hanging out together and like having a book club no so uh she mentions in this visit with samuel that she's going to be meeting with an advisor at her university at berkshire where uh samuel was the dean of a school of engineering for like 20 years um and she's she's starting a doctoral program and she's going to meet with this dr eli kaplan to talk about maybe being his advisee for her research and wouldn't you know it, Eli just happens to run into his prospective advisee in a coffee shop. Right before the, right before they're about to meet and talk about her paper that he has not read. Yes, except it's not really a coincidence. Brie is stalking him a little bit <laughs> yeah. because she is nothing if not thorough. And I'm not so blinded my, by my love of this man to say that he's basically unbearable in this scene. Like, I didn't, so this was one that you had, before I read it, you were like, there's this one thing with a coffee shop and I didn't know if I would be able to get over it and get into the book and then I did. So I was preparing for something like really fucking, I was like, oh God. And I feel like you, maybe it was a good thing that you over-prepared me because I read it and I was like, yeah, he's like a horny teen dude, but I was like, it was fine. It wasn't any, I was like, I was like, get a hold of yourself. You're in public, and sir. And I think also because some of the stuff we read right before this, what was it? Pra- praise was right before praise, this. Right? Yeah, I, I've praise. tried to block praise out of my mind completely. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for all the people that love that book, which I know there are many of you, but I fucking hated that book. It needs to be said again. Um, but <laughs> So I feel like coming off of that and then reading this, I was like, this shit is nothing. <laughs> yeah. They, I was like, it's just minor cringe. Yeah, it's it's a minor issue. But that yeah. it was one that I was like, oh, God, sir, this was this was just a very weird choice for you. It was just being but, full on in the mind of a horny ass dude while yes. he's like found a woman that he's attracted to. And he's so busy obsessing over the mystery woman who is Bria, obviously, that he doesn't read her research proposal. So when she shows up to his his office like an hour later for this meeting, yes, he, he doesn't know that it's her. Up. He just sees like this hot woman. Yes. And is like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to be preparing for this. But also he's supposed to be going on a sabbatical. So part of his goal in this meeting is to tell Bria, who he doesn't know, he's just been checking out. Yeah, he can't be her mentor and like advise. Like she, he can't advise her because it, he's not really going to be around. Exactly. But she doesn't get any of that, but knows immediately that he hasn't read her work and is pissed. Oh yeah, rightfully so. Yes, and and so to channel that anger, Bria pushes herself through what sounds like some really grueling workouts that I personally like think my nightmare. But I also think these are related to an eating disorder that is kind of it's not discussed yeah, in this. She, but like she that she channels into her routine. Yes, exactly. And that, yeah, that also like she has to like. Yeah, that make you know what that does make sense with other stuff. That's yeah, a good that point. comes up. Uh, that was one thing that's it's not overtly her discussed with food about her. Was like really. Yeah, but she has a lot of issues with control that you can see in this, and I and one of the workout and the types of food that she's willing to eat are a big part of that, and that's mm-hmm. part of like. It's almost like that clean eating mentality where it's like, oh, no, that's like that's not the way that we want to think about food in a healthy way. And, you know, yeah. so so not overtly discussed, but I thought um, a really interesting part of her character. 
and added some layers to her that gave her some, like, flaws, aside from, you know, murdering people just because she wants to. Um, but <laughs> she she does these grueling workouts. And then she also does some recon on Praetorian, a security com- company that is contracted to um, Legio Agni and Cynthia Nordstrom, who is basically a recruiter for the cult. And also Eli, because Eli pissed her off. Eli's on the list. So Yeah, but then, yeah, she goes to his house, but happens to see him with, like, this beautiful woman who she imagines that him fucking. And but she, you could bestie. tell, like, she's feeling jealous, but won't acknowledge it because she's like, oh, I don't have emotions like normal people. But it, it's literally but his gay best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, literally. Fl- Fletcher, yeah, she, who's, I love I Fletcher. I adore Fletcher. And Blake. Uh, her wife is also, like, a great little addition to the book. Um, you yeah. don't see her much, but when she does pop into a scene, like, I love Fletcher and Blake together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fletch is also a professor at Berkshire and is encouraging Eli to pursue things with Bria since it's not technically against the rules. Yeah, romantically. And, and also because, well, he wants Fletcher to take on Bria as an advisor. Exactly. Like, and then be like, oh, you take her on. Like, your um, her thesis works well with some of the things that you work on. So it's not a total, like, left field, like, just throwing you with anyone. Like, it does actually make sense. Um, and I loved Fletcher giving him complete shit like rightfully so for how he handled the meeting yes but then also be like all right well I'll, like if i'm gonna take her on like you, one you're gonna owe me a favor and also like just go for it like there's no but i also did appreciate him like his main reason for not wanting to pursue her was that he didn't want like he was like her work is brilliant and if she dates me People aren't going, she's already going to struggle like just being a woman in this field and not getting the respect that she rightfully deserves. But I don't want her dating me to overshadow and make people think that her work couldn't stand on its own and like him to get in the way of that, which I like, it is kind of a bullshit excuse, but well, it's also self-aware of the, but uh, yeah, but I appreciated it. And I was like, I actually think I was like, oh, it's not really a bullshit. I was like, that's pretty good excuse. And like, I appreciated his acknowledgement of it we literally saw that when we read the love hypothesis with olive's work mm-hmm. being like credited to like adam getting her places so i think it's yeah. it's like very apropos to br- like to bring that up so but fletcher best friend that she is um agrees to advise bria and the the apology that she demands from him will need to include one taking Bria to dinner and two getting her set up to interview cult survivors to help with her doctoral research because what Eli's sabbatical will entail is working with the FBI to hunt down a certain cult leader who yeah. Bria has set her sights on. Surprise, surprise. And also that uh Cynthia, who Bria has been stalking because she's like an like Quran's number two is actually a surprise an FBI informant. Yes. The plot in this book is just so, I, yeah. It's there's a lot of it, which is why we think this might run a little long uh this episode, but it is it's really interesting and there's lots of little like twists and turns and things that keep you engaged the whole time. So Bria unfortunately overhears Eli say he'd rather lose a kidney than go out with her, not because he's not insanely attracted to her, but because he has rules. Yeah. And he also I, have, I he was also I th- I thought the irony here was really funny that he was like oh like she it would be really risky i'd risky for her and i don't want to put her in danger <laughs> which I was like, if you only knew but also then i liked fletcher calling him out to be like that's her choice like she's going into this field either way so 
Again, Fletch is a good friend. They're yes. not hard to write. Look at this. Exactly. It's beautiful. They, their, their friendship, I was, it was really enjoyable reading yes. and believable. Like, it felt like a real friendship. And uh, Bria, we learn, struggles with rejection. Like, really struggles oh, with yeah. rejection. Um, because to, in, in, in an answer to overhearing this conversation, she stages a little B&E at Eli's where she breaks in and yeah. finds lots of fun toys and some home movies that but, he's made. And also you find out that she subtly has been stalking him and training, like, going to where his dog gets, like, trained and is secretly training his dog. Yeah, like, she with, picks like, up a part-time like, job. What, like, it's commands in, in check. check. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's like, again, very thorough, but you suspend your disbelief because of yes. the framework that they've given you for how Samuel taught her to survive as a serial killer. Yeah, and you in are a like, modern era. You do think, oh, that totally, I was like, that's crazy, but that tracks for yeah, her. Yeah, this bitch is crazy. Really so, <laughs> so, um, but she's while crazy she's in a fun way, yeah, in a way that we love to read about. Yeah. And while she's perusing a file called like previous tax records. Yeah, because first uh, she reads like his FBI, like the good, the good, good. She reads about mm-hmm. like the FBI stuff, and then she finds photo. Yeah, in his tax file, there's photos and videos of him with another woman, and then she watches it and starts to masturbate. But quickly, um, like in the video, the woman like he starts like choking her, and he's like, "Or oh, if you like need to like tap on the bed, and I'll stop." And A you can non-verbal see, like, safe word. Yes. look at that. Again, See, not hard. It can be done. Yes. Um, but basically, he is like, all right. Like, Tap three times see, if yeah. it gets too much. So it, her kind of like monster, as she refers to it, is like she sees like his monster being awakened. And then she's getting really into it. But then the woman in the video taps out. And you could see him in the rest of the thing holding back. And Bria's like, I can't masturbate to this. Yeah. She, um, but she she gets interrupted from rubbing one out anyway because Eli gets home early. So she has to hide in his guest room under his bed for hours yeah. until he goes into a deep sleep cycle, which he's tracking. She's like, he watches TV. Then he goes to bed. He plays with Duke, like his dog. Um and then, and then she once does he's, think about killing him. She, she does. She really thinks through ev- like all of all of the steps involved if he were to be discovered murdered. And would it just lead back to his work trying to find um Karen Berger and and you know that whole crew with with the Legio Agni cult. But she makes the strategic decision based on his proximity to the FBI. Well, and also, like, because she, like, makes a comment about it being, like, that she saw the monster in him. Yes. And she feels a kinship with him, and it reminds her of how Samuel spared her. So that is also a piece of it. Yes. Where she's, like, like he, and I guess he called, and then he also calls her name in his sleep. And also because she wants to ride that dick. Yeah. Because who wouldn't? The whole I en- want to ride that dick. <laughs> and the whole encounter leaves her restless, though. So much so that she goes home and she's, sw- like, she's, Swimming, swimming in this Olympic like, pool. Like she's fucking Michael Phelps training for his next, his 10th Olympics or something. I don't even know how many Olympics he's had. I'll, I'll have to f- and, check that. And she rubs one out in what I thought was a really creative and kind of scary way where she says, I drift away from the edge of the pool and take a deep breath and submerge myself. I rub and pump and circle and grind my fingers until my lungs burn. And I come hard. I come imagining Kaplan squeezing my throat until I'm desperate for air, until my vision darkens and my pleasure coils in my belly as tight as a striking snake. Don't put me down for this personally, but I see you, Bria. 
I yeah, see you. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not mad about a little breath play, but maybe, almost drowning you know, yourself. Have a lifeguard present. Yes, exactly. So this is why you, breath play usually involves par- a partner. Yeah. So to she's be, to be safer. It's not quite enough to kick the restlessness out of her, though. Can't imagine why. <laughs> but she goes to get advice from Samuel, who advises her to go back to the night that they met in her memory palace to just recenter mm-hmm. and to basically confront her trauma again and to get back to the mission at hand. So she does. And this flashback was so interesting because we get to see not only their first meeting, but her description of escaping the cult, killing her yeah. intended because she was basically a child bride, killing another cult member Samuel captured as a test, and then being accepted as Samuel's protege in legacy after. And this does the trick because she falls into a deep and dreamless sleep. And when she gets up, she's focused again and she starts working the Cynthia Nordstrom angle by pretending to be this helpless little lamb who's perfect for her cult. And Cynthia bites immediately, like yeah, almost like, no she, like, effort. Stalks her at her nail appointment. And that's funny when I get my nails done, unless it's like you or like one of our other friends, I'm like, I don't really talk to anybody. No. It's like, but she picks her right up. But also, I guess if you're recruiting for a cult, you do have your eyes peeled. Yeah, for, like, yeah I feel like that's part of like how you, I, I don't know, like how you get, <laughs> I guess how, I don't know, with like cults, I guess it makes sense. Like if you're someone that need, like it needs to survive for you to have members, you need it, like it's always people that they're like they were so charismatic though oh yeah that's true so that's and i mean she's point. not a cult leader but you think if you're high enough in a cult your hr that for you're a cult. yeah like actively like seeking out women and recruiting them you're probably chatting up a lot of women yeah and like anyone that will talk to you you're like oh maybe oh, which I'm, is fucking horrible yeah it makes me well, not want to talk to anybody ever again they're like i don't really believe in hell but I want it to exist because there is a special place there. There would for, for me folks. there is a special place in hell for fucking cult leaders and like like uh, and particularly like when you target women, the women that help them. Yeah, anyone that's vulnerable, like any yeah. vulnerable like community like that. If you're like fucking that. targeting the vulnerable for your own personal gain, like no matter what it like go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I say this as a villain. <laughs> We have a code, at yeah. least. So, I'm not um, fully chaotic villain. After after working her mark with Cynthia, uh, Bria also helps Samuel dispatch a man at his rehab facility over shoes. The- I think this. I think this entire scene was just the reminder that we needed that Samuel and Bria are actual psychopaths, and we're probably not meant to be fully on their side. This was the one scene that I was like, I didn't need. I could have, I didn't need the full breakdown of them killing this old man. It was so depressing to me. And I'm like, I, like, I didn't, I was like, I don't feel like I really needed the reminder that they are serial killers, but I would have liked if this maybe just, like, they went into the room and then, like, had a fade to black. I didn't need the old dude, like, punching her in the face while they hold him down and murder him. It, Old folk homes and like rehab, like they're depressing enough. Yeah, they 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 make me sad in general. So I didn't need to then think about you're just sending your loved ones there to be fucking murdered and nobody knows or even thinks to care or notices that anything's gone. I was like, this is dark. This was for me, this was the darkest part of the book. And I did, she fucking burned up like she disposed of a body in acid but i was like that bald man he just stole the shoes like just hit him with the shoe or something 
Well, unfortunately for Bria, her day is going to get a little bit worse after getting punched in the face by her murder victim, because the FBI is starting to suspect that there's another player on the field hunting the Legio Agni affiliates. Yeah, they're like, so this you guy can, Tristan. So you can see the news <laughs> kind of totally starting. Like, to- he's disappeared, and it, someone else has disappeared similar thing. Yeah, so you you can see the news starting to tighten on this plan a little bit here. So it's it's kind of got everyone um on higher levels of alert basically. Um but speaking of choking related things, Eli and Bria have a chance meeting in the library a few days later that yeah. quickly well, devolves right before this though. He like she he does see the bruise on her face. And, like, loses his shit because they had gone to a mixer. And he was like, oh, she was being hit on by one of her, um, another like, grad class, assistant. Yeah, another grad assistant. And he was, like, kind of jealous of them. Who And she, like, left with him. So he sees her with this bruise on her face and loses his fucking shit. And, like, the guy comes over with coffee for her. And he, like, pushes him against the wall and, like, th- threatens to beat the shit. Like, does he threaten to kill him? I think he threatens to kill him. Yeah. But it's. Yeah, Bria like, has up to like, this Bria, point. Tell me who hit you, like who did this to you. But she's like, why would I? You'd rather enter the organ trade than go to dinner with me. Yeah. And so she's like, she's always very mean to him when they interact, and is is basically being like, yeah, like like very clear that I fucking hate you. Yeah, like ever since because once that after that meeting, she was like, fuck, this I'm done dude. with like, you. My, what is and then because it makes her really question like her work which she always prided herself on yes um but him pinning her like because he pins her to the wall and is like who did this to you it was peak who did this to you moment yes so i was like oh we can't just we can't we have to talk about it i know it diverts us and it's maybe not super problem necessary but oh so hot so but it, it is a good but yes it's but then a, they meet up again in the library yeah <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's a good heat up to them then for, to meeting this, in the yes. library where she's trying to get a book off a shelf and he grabs it and she wants it back and it just devolves into what can only be described as hate fucking in the stacks and holy <sighs> shit i will never be this i worked in a library in college and i would be lying if i said this wasn't top three for me because oh, yeah. a library a library fantasy i'm here for it and because she watched those home movies she knows he likes gifting hand necklaces as much as she likes receiving them and she knows she would not tap out so she offers herself to eli and he says maybe the hottest thing i have ever read here which is say my name with the last of your oh, breath yeah <sighs> Mice, oh my Incredible. god. It's so good. Or every everything about it, like him, like because it, it starts off with him like slowly kissing her and like tasting her lips. And then he's like sucking on her nipples and rubbing on her pussy and oh uh, and like the oh uh, and then he ta- like he like rubbed and like get taste it. Oh. It's it is hot. It, the, I do, we really just have to thank like the offers ta- for yeah, her him fucking her up against the stacks, yeah, and then him, <gasps> them just like taunting and baiting each other, and her like, telling her the entire she hates scene. his tweed. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so good. They have such great banter because she's just so mean to him. Is and I know that I like mean women. Like that is very much <laughs> my thing. I do love a mean woman, but this was especially because he's so like charming. Yes. about it like but. he is really like that yeah that i feel like that first scene in the coffee shop was not a good indicator of like who he is no he is he's very, delightful like charming and likable and also very sexy so like, this is like the hot this is like a hot professor yeah you got hot for teacher like Eli is for you oh, and, and of course the next day after after they part ways she was like that was fun bye and he's like what the fuck 
<laughs> so he's brooding in his office he, yeah, the he, next like, day. Because he clean well, he cleans her up. And then, like, while he, like, walks away, because he makes some comment about, like, pr- like, oh, let me walk you to your car to protect you. Yeah. And she literally, like, gets him out, like, twists his wrist back and gets him she on his breaks knees. breaks his fucking wrist. And, like, yeah, she sprains his wrist and is, like... <laughs> Oh she's, man! She's like protect. It was great. Protect me she from makes what? like some really great comment about like oh like I like seeing you on like I like you on your knees for me. Yes. What a way to end a sexual encounter. <laughs> so well, yeah. they're not ending yet because no. I feel like we got the one two three punch here. They, oh yeah, they're this just was a, this was a one two like knockout spoiled punch for, for me. Choice. This next like these two scenes after this scene that we're about to go through, I um possibly maybe. Definitely needed to take a little reading break. Oh, this is uh, a one-handed just, you know. read for sure. Oh, yeah. It, the, oh, this scene. So, Bria comes to his office, and he, like, agrees to bring her to the the interviews. And then as she goes to leave and doesn't take her bag, which he doesn't notice until after, he stops her and, like, kind of backs her against the door again. And then she starts playing a recording of one of, one of his lectures so it sounds like they are talking about school stuff. Yeah. When really, he lays her on his desk and eats her out. And uh, I really appreciate oh. here that he goes for the G-spot, too. And we have, like, an actual moment where he's eating her out and hitting the G-spot at the same time before he stuffs her ass with anal beads. Yeah, yeah. because then after this, and, he, has oh her my be- God. Yeah, he has her bend over the desk, and he pulls out the cherry lube. And puts anal beads in her ass. So there is no Chekhov's dildo no, in this book. This, this, this is one of my use in this book is phenomenal. It's actually Finally. one of my favorite examples for like great sex toy use because she finds all of his toys when she breaks into his house and then immediately after we get to start seeing them in use. So yeah. and then he starts he puts the beads in, fucks her, and then surprises her with the beads vibrating function. When when I got to the line and then I turned on the vibration, I oh. had to go lay on the floor <laughs> because I was like, this has sent me to another planet. Oh, man. The, but it's, it's like the so library good. scene was already so fucking hot. And then to have this basically immediately after. Uh, I, getting double stuffed in his office. My soul left my body. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> And of course, ten out of ten. There's also a really funny exchange after it's about so, so about sick. the cherry lube making his whole office yeah, smell like, like cherries. Yeah, she's like, oh, next time unscented lube, or everyone's gonna know what we're doing. I would give anything to read this scene again for the first time. Oh. And then we've got the one-two punch of the library and office scenes. This but is just this a straight sent, knockout. These sent two me scenes to were a, a straight knockout. Well, when you add the the third one is like basically back to back to back, and straight KO because Bria shows up after one of his classes to give Eli a blowjob while kneeling in a lectern where he and he says to her now take it like a good girl and make me come I, and there there is also I I ha- well I did I put I was like the exchange of tap three times and then she says to him no you and then him telling her take it like a good girl was excellent like it was, and also, I'm gonna say something that I never say, because this is technically kind of like a face, a face fucking, fucking scene, and I actually wrote in my notes, this is a face fucking I can get behind because it was more like I'm not into a face fucking, but I don't mind 
an intense blowjob. Like, this is one that it felt like she was an active participant. So, like, I just prefer an enthusiastic Oh, blow yeah, job yeah. No, that makes total a, sense. Then, like, a face fuck. I feel like yeah. usually it's just, like, literally a dude fucking your face and you're just, like, it's just a girl there taking it. not matter who you are. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. But this was, like, she was, like, actively, like, participating, using her hands. Like, I can't remember if she, she puts a finger in his butt she in this does one or not. some light anal for Eli because yeah. he gets as good as he gives. And yeah. we appreciate about th- that about we him. We do. And he gives uh, Bria a lovely little pearl necklace to wear to the yoga class she's teaching for Cynthia to keep working that mark later. And it's just, I can't, the, the library, the office, and the classroom all happening Dude. back to back to back. If you are hot for teacher, this is this for, is for you. you. This is uh, for you. Again, I had to lay on the floor several times. I was like, I got to take a break. <laughs> this Dude. is so much. I was, I feel like this book gave me so much of what I've been craving in so many of the other books where I'm like, oh, like, I want to see that sex toy use. Like, yes. Uh, like, come on. Uh, it's. It, it's excellent. And the, um, like, the buildup to get them there and the, oh, the banter. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It is. And so so after all of this, Eli and she continue this kind of like light flirtation where she's talking about all the things she hates about him. And they're doing this in the hall when Samuel shows up. Yeah, like she's on her, her she's out. She's on her, her, like, isn't, like, is she on her way to Kaplan's office for a booty call and then she walks in and Samuel is there and yes. he's like I'm here to take you out for your birthday dinner Kaplan why don't you join us yes which what a boner killer well come on Samuel. but their birthday lunch is actually them both working a mark like they're both hunting yes. because a Praetorian is going it, like they know that um one of these Praetorian workers like a security person always goes to this restaurant. And so they're, they're actually hunting him yeah, while well, they're this, there. Yeah, Cause that's his birthday gift to Bria. She yes. doesn't know. Exactly. Um, but also like, I love her basically trying to be like, no cat, like talk Kaplan out of like going bring him and him and Kaplan being like, Oh, challenge accepted. Now I'm definitely going this fucking Because dinner. he loves it's to antagonize so, her a little. Yeah, it's like peak their energy of just busting each other's balls, which I feel like ball busting is, um, my love language, it's my real love language, is busting balls. So I like that in romance. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun, though, because it, it helps bring levity to the fact that, like, she's literally murdering, murdering yes. people. And, um, and that really, she's got a shit ton of trauma and, like, yeah. yeah but so, it does really show, like, a, more, like, of a human side to her, which I feel like in serial killer things, like, you usually don't get. They're just like, oh, like, they can't feel. It's or like, dark. Oh. Yeah. It's so so it's... But she... She the teasing is a lot of fun, and he actually gets her a cherry bonsai tree as a birthday gift when he <laughs> finds out it's her birthday. And on the underside of the lid of the tree, it says "unscented next time." And she obviously says she detests it, but we know, girl. Oh yeah, because she's like, I could kill it, but she firmly doesn't. She yes, like, takes care of it. Yeah, she does. And how do you repay a man who like does that kind of thing for you? You break into his house and wait for him sitting in the hall. Uh, wearing lingerie and uh, waiting to play some sexy hide and seek, I guess. Oh, Nothing says thank you for the gift like committing crimes. Also, that her safe word is tweed. I love her. 10 safe. out of 10. Um, so he comes home, finds her, and she's like, I'll give you five minutes to find me in a sexy game of hide and seek. And if you win, you get whatever you want, except no impact play unless she said so, and her outfit has to stay on unless she removes it. And I was sent to 
another plane of existence when Eli said, as long as you know that when I win, I'm going to tear you apart. I will not be gentle, Bria. I will not be kind. Unless you tap out, I am going to make you suffer in every moment of your pleasure. You'll beg, Bria. I promise you. <sighs> make Please, me beg, Eli. Me, I'll raise make my hand. I'm on tribute. Oh, God. The scene is just a long list of shit it I'm is, way too into. I also loved her being so, she's like, He's not gonna win this shit. What? What was he? What was she gonna get? If I think if whatever she, she wanted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which they want the same thing. Yeah. So he ties her up, but and he does find her like really quickly. Oh, and she, she was like, yanks oh, her yeah, out the, from under a she bed. She was like, this bitch is never gonna. Find me. <laughs> and I loved that him just like pulling her out of the bed. Oh, because like, he's like an animal. Oh, oh my, it's so he goes from like cute nerdy professor who teases her to like a Dom feral. Daddy. Like yeah, just like a like truly like animalistic. It's it's oh. amazing. Well, so and he, also the binding. Like, well, that's I was gonna say. He ties oof. her up and hauls her around by the ropes like a fucking rag doll. Yeah, he like changed her ankles to the bed, and then he binds her chest with like her sh- behind, like her hands behind her shoulder blades. You know, I love a fuck like I. <laughs> I really love a shibari when it's like the sexy, like when it's almost outfit. an outfit. Yeah, yeah, like almost like a corset of rope. And then, oh, and the, he also. If someone is going to be like, if you're tied up and then they're using the rope as leverage, yes, please. Just, I, it's I'm going to inspire on the spot every time. Like, I, I just put fuck me up so hard with the shibari on her chest. He also grabs her mouth pops her lips open and spits in her mouth. And I've never been into that before, but I was like, this book has changed me as a person. I, he also, oh my God. He he taunts her by gently eating her pussy and then making her big for it. Yes. And then when he finally does, he uses a vibrator on her, which I was like, fuck, yes, yes. Like I I just (sighs) want more sex toys in my romance novels. They're always talked about or you see them, but then they're oh, never does. used for fun and they should be because they're fucking great. And he doesn't stop there because then he double stuffs her with a strap on and his dick. And oh, this was God. really just a turning point. This entire and he actually scene. lubes her ass. He actually, yes! And oh, proper and, prep and lube use. Like, oh. And, and it's actually, and, and there will be more anal in future scenes, but we see starting with anal beads, going to a smaller strap-on, like, upping... You're basically getting a timeline of her prepping her ass to be able to, like, have anal sex with him and not a toy. And it's the only time I've seen it done in a book. And it's done correctly. So it is really incredible. Because he's, like, making her come over and over. And then, like, she realizes at one point that he hasn't come yet. And he flips her over fucks her again while rubbing her clit and he tells her to suffer with him yes at uh, this man i I literally was like oh yes professor and i love she says too so i beg i beg him to stop i use every word in my arsenal except the one that will make eli go still the play with the consensual non-consent was really well done here and he thrusts into me with the discipline of a man who will respect my promises and who will honor the ones he makes to me in return and i was in love yeah, I, I love like the clear like moment of like I feel like so many consensual non-consent moments really like fail and go into non-consent because they don't really like it's firmly just like a no 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 I don't want this 
And then all of a sudden, like, way later, they're like, oh, but, well, you know, in hindsight, maybe I did. He just knew better than I want. And I'm like, no, no, no it doesn't this- work that way. Whereas, like, she, for this, and, like, this is why you have a safe word. So this way you can have those moments where you're like, oh, I can, you know, I can beg. no and beg. But really, like, he we, knows that if I'm not using part of this word, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's. I think it's such a smart important to have. Exactly, and I think it's such a smart scene to have for someone who needs to relinquish control safely for Bria, Mm -hmm. and someone who needs to explore the edges of his own control, Eli. And it's a perfect pairing done in a safe and consensual, safe and consensual way that still feels edgy and exciting and so sexy. Like it's like safe words are sexy. Yes, the whole this whole thing broke me twice. Both times I read it, I was like, I'm fucking done. This is the spice and the book is is some of the best i've ever read a hard agree and and after this eli sees bria's scars for the first time from her punishments in docs and he's super sweet the next day he gets up to make her pancakes and turns what could be a really hard conversation about food for bria because there's a lot of sugar in the things that he made um into a game for them that loses all of the tension and it i think puts her at ease immediately does this make up for him failing to perform aftercare the night before because he fell asleep with his cock inside her? No, <laughs> but he has to have some flaws. Yeah, they I guess they can't be perfect. Yeah. So and he he does acknowledge immediately. He's like, oh my god, I yeah, like up. I didn't like, and that's part of why he's making her breakfast. Yes. like a, an apology, and like it's she an- does start to open up to him, which like within reason. Yeah. Um, and she's like telling him about how she got her scars. Uh, I also really liked they start to talk about love and you get like Bria's perspective for her internally. She kind of is freaking out a little because she's like, well, could this ever like, could he ever accept the fact that I probably can't return those feelings? And like, Mm -hmm. what does, what is, they have this really beautiful discussion of like, what is love and what does that mean? And she kind of uses it with him in the context of Samuel and their relationship. And he's kind of like, love isn't necessarily like, it's like, it's not just like words and it's feelings. Actu- it's also like actions and how you treat people and what you do for them. And and I thought it was like a really good, like beautiful moment, important for her to hear, even if she isn't fully accepting it exactly. in that yeah, moment. And she hel- still has anxiety about it. Um, but it, like, and he realizes that she's afraid and doesn't know, like that she doesn't know, like this type of love will be. She's like, I don't know if my type of love that I can offer him will be enough for him. Yeah, and I think he's trying to communicate. He is communicating that to her, even though he doesn't realize it, and she's not accepting of it in the yes. moment, which is like a really interesting and cool dynamic to explore. And it's very much like we accept the love we think we deserve. Yes. Too. And oh yeah. It's, it's this is also great too because Eli is is sharing in exchange too. And he's talking about his past and his family's strict religious environment and his brother Gabriel's um, pushback against that. And then his, his struggle with addiction and then his eventual death. And um, unfortunately, all of this sweet, delightful romance part of the serial killer romance is cut short when Bria gets a call from the, like the rehab facility, the Samuels had another stroke. Yes. And she they do have a very hot moment of her in a corset top, um, like oh, rubbing her on the couch. And the, yeah, oh, like on the couch. Yeah. There, this is the face, there was a face fucking in this that was, I was like, man, this one was not really for me, but. The lectern one. You can't have it all. Yeah. Yes. The lectern was. But, but after but yeah. Samuels and it's a real, a real, it's a real, real come down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Eli proves again that he is the, the fucking best because he asks her things that are actually helpful that would take 
actual work off of Bria's plate instead of so she can focus on Samuel's recovery and not he's not asking about her feelings he's like what do you have to do at school who do you need me to call what do you have yeah, planned for this weekend like takes the lead and I, yes, I thought on things to to free up her time to focus on what is important in the moment yeah and she experiences for the first time like this desire to actually let someone take care of her and wanting them to care for her which yes. is a real like eye-opening moment for her um which I really enjoyed and like she, but she's like afraid. She's because she is feeling these things, but also really struggling with those feelings, and she's like afraid that this will always be a struggle for her. Yeah, and he, she also takes he, she lets him take her home, which feels like a huge step for Bria, since she's not going to murder him and dissolve his body in a bunch of acid when they get there. And Eli keeps helping Bria, as commanded by Tenacious D, because he's going to fuck her softly. <laughs> He's going to screw her gently. He's going to hump her sweetly. He's going to ball her discreetly. And then he's going to tell her how much he loves her and send Bria into a fucking spiral because truly this is too much for one sociopath to deal with in a single day. Yes. Also, for any of you that didn't get the reference, that is from the Tenacious D song. Was it? Is it Fuck Her Gently? Fuck Her Gently. Which I... (laughs) Only know because Kelsey told me she was going to make a long Tenacious D quote. And I was like, you will have to point it out because I won't get the reference. And she was like, don't worry, I did. But also before recording the episode, we actually for once did proper due diligence and she played the song for me. I love Fuck Her Gently. It's so funny. And I can attest it was really funny and very fun. So uh, give it a listen. In the way, it's fun. It's a fun romp. As long as you like Jack Black's style of comedy. And, yes. and Kyle Gass, obviously. A, if, but yeah, if you're not a Jack Black fan, then maybe it's not it won't for be you. for you. But it might be. It yes. might be. So post being boned to completion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bria has a chance to look through all of the files that Samuel's been able to compile while... Um, prior to his stroke and discovers that Karen Berger is actually Gabriel Kaplan, who is very much not dead. This is another boner killer because that, because the love scene is like very like sexy and sensual. And like when he tells her he loves her, she tries to tell him, but she can't. And he just laughs at her. Like he's not like, Oh God. But then um, what she does say instead is that he is hers and she is his. Yes. Which is kind of her is basically her little serial killer. I love you too. Yes. It's what I, this is what I can offer you. (laughs) I'm not there yet. Yeah. So, so then she makes this discovery and she's like, I can't kill like Berger now, but I can bring him to Eli. So her mission is changing with her feelings for for him. It's time for Cynthia to, um, meet the real Bria. And and that's what a soft fuck will get you. You know, you just... <laughs> that's what a gentle dicking down <laughs> will get you. Is I won't murder your brother that you thought was dead. I'll bring him to you so you can decide if you want to murder him or not. It's yeah. up to you, babe. So, so Your call. It's, but, you know, family is family. But you're right. She is not totally soft yet because she does move forward with her plan to kidnap Cynthia uh, who, again, still doesn't know as an FBI informant, so she can begin negotiations to meet with Karen. And poor Cynthia loses a hand in the oh, process. Cynthia. And then she loses but, everything else. Yeah, I, I a little bit was like, she had it coming. Oh, no. She, she uh, not, had it coming. I, I do not actually she mean poor Cynthia. She was informing the FBI. I'm having a full fucking musical moment. I'm so sorry. You brought it out <laughs> of me. You started it with Tanisha Steve. You uh, can't taunt me with a good time and a musical montage. 
<laughs> so this, um, like kidnapping Cynthia is enough to get Karen to agree to meet with Bria in 10 days, which gives her plenty of time to go on a sex-fueled road trip to Ogden with Eli, where they're supposed to be viewing interviewing cult survivors. Oh. But it's mostly a whirlwind of sex scenes that I still oh, think yeah. about it's like him, daily. Like on their way to the like their little cabin, it, like he's just fingering her as they drive to where they're staying. And, and he, then he has her lick his fingers clean. And he also rents out five little cottages in the woods so that no one can hear Bria scream. Although she beats him to the punch by pegging him in front of a mirror. And uh, can I just read well, you this uh, Well, quote? also, like, right before this, there is a pussy-eating description that is top-fucking tier. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even include that. I, I went straight. Please tell you us. No, I, I didn't put in more. My only note is literally the pussy-eating description in this scene is top-tier. Because I need to acknowledge every great pussy eating scene because it is my favorite thing. And when people ruin it, I get very angry. <laughs> and because I had to read some fucking bad ones or ones that I was like, please leave her pussy alone. Yeah, she didn't Go come to therapy. From this. You're lying. Yeah, you've never made a woman come. You've never made anyone come. You've never made yourself come. <laughs> well, in but the- that was not how I felt about this. It is great. And then. Oh, she she puts puts on the strap on because it's yeah. his turn to receive, and she says, "It's the whole scene is great, but it's Eli." Bria says in a sharp voice, "My eyes snap open as she slides the dildo further in. Eyes on me. I want me to. I want you to watch me as I fuck you." She also hits him with the "Say my name with the last of your breath" before choking him until he comes, and oh. I just I left this plane well she uh, the other one that was great that this one i did highlight though uh let it be known dr kaplan you screamed for me first (sighs) we love it we love oh hello like yeah he also has her make herself come and then pick which one she wants to use on him Uh, oh man it was we do not get a lot of pegging scenes we don't in romance and if they were all like this this is another like I demand I think, more pegging. You know like I think this. that there should be more pegging in romance novels in general, but especially when they're as good as this. And we're not oh, even done so yet. Sexy. I love a mirror. I love I, it. I love for a me, mirror this, moment. It was the mirror thing that's so it's, sexy. There's a mirror one in in Electric Idol oh, that I also think about great. all the time. But this sex crazed whirlwind is not done yet because they go to dinner later with Bria wearing a remote control vibrator. And again, please don't actually do this in public. This is within the world of fiction, but they... It he's, did take me a second to be like, are they actually at a restaurant? When, yes. Like in this scene, because you come into it like dead in the middle of it. He's like trying like, to feed like, her chocolate like, cake. They're, they're in public, right? And I was like, I think and I think so. And then I was like, okay, yes, yes, they are. So they leave the restaurant to go fuck yeah, in the car. Yeah, they very and Bria Every sends fucking sexy and it's so fucking good. I just that's what's taking the longest in this episode is just getting through how good all of the sex scenes yeah, are. I have to. I want to talk about. I want to at least acknowledge briefly all of them. I can't just skip over one. They're just they're so, all good. so good. Because because Bria they were bends some of my favorites that I've ever read. And Bria bends over in the back of this car and it sends Eli into a fucking spiral because he sees that she's got a secret butt plug oh. she's been wearing the entire in addition to the vibrator and he finally fulfills his promise to. Fuck her in the ass with lube and congrats this is the end of the timeline and the first book to have the appropriate amount of anal prep for someone to get fucked in the ass who's not yes. done it before finally it only took us how many i don't remember how many episodes we've done this is 27 so <laughs> i mean and, oh, i'm sure God. there's lots of other books out he, there but well, also as he's fucking her in the ass he's telling her his fantasies oh. of how like 
like where and when and how he wants to fuck her. He wants to fuck her in a club while no one notices. And then they go do it. Again, oh, don't God. do that in public for real. I actually did see like, that once at a bar. Over and then she, no. like, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be Please on the don't, dance floor. Don't fuck people in public. If we can't consent to your scene. Um, yeah. But in the realm of fantasy, this is fine. So, but it's yeah, and also I I don't know. I guess you'd be at like like outside of a sex club. I don't know any club that you would be at that nobody would be like that. You're gonna successfully fuck someone up the ass in the middle of a dance floor. Yeah, this was a moment where I'm like, mm, you're pushing my disbelief here. The serial <laughs> killer stuff, believable, it's fine. But the fucking her up the ass on the dance floor, bold of you to assume. And uh, it's back to work the next day, though, and they actually get down to interview former members of Legio Agni with the FBI. And surprise, there's yeah. another former Plot cult member twist. in attendance who escaped. You guessed it, Docs. And it's none other, none other than Priya's birth mother. Who has and, been blinded. Yes. So, you know, a little bit of luck for, yeah, for Bria, but Not for her mom. Bria obviously can't reveal any of this without revealing a whole lot of other information and the whole interview is so sad because she's getting getting her mother to talk about her as if she's not there and it's just like you see more of the horror that like we didn't yeah. get revealed in the flashback with samuel and getting her mother's perspective which i like she i think she always kind of had these like well like this is my mother didn't care about me and yes i was just this burden and then to kind of get this insight into also like because you know that Bria was in this cult and suffering, and she was born into, or was she born into, or yeah, she yeah, was. like she's born into it, so she had no other choice. So it's something that like, and then but hearing about like also like her mother was brought into this cult and was suffering too, but obviously like they didn't have the ability to like bond or like say that, and her mom was like not in a healthy place to be taking care of her. So it's a lot of like. It's a very interesting dynamic to be like, oh, like, yeah, there's you, a lot of layers. You really to the caused heart. a lot of trauma to me, but you did love me, and to learn and that her mom were, loved you, were traumatized. Me, it, yeah, it's it's really it's fascinating to read, but it's it's it is very heartbreaking because it's so sad. And Eli figures it out anyway. Oh which, yeah, he like notices by like by the Korea's end, he's like, he's like. When were you going to tell me? Yeah. Which brings us to our Act 3 breakup, Serial Killer Edition, which I will provide you a quick summary here, courtesy of Eli. How can I believe anything you say? Jesus Christ, Bria, you just confessed to me that you murdered two people, and then you whip a giant knife out of who the fuck knows where and hold it to my neck as I am literally on the phone with the FBI looking at photos of my dead fucking brother alive and well, and you knew it. You fucking knew all along. Did I get everything? I think that was the perfect summary from Eli of this. I think so. Wait, did we talk about the fact that they go to the car and Agent Espinosa, who that was, who yeah, he's been working with, um, calls him and she sends like, over. Yeah, like and he ignores the call at first because he's trying to comfort Bria, and but she keeps calling. He's like, okay, like, and Bria's like, just answer it, and she does, and then like Espinosa's like, I have photos of Cron Berger. I'm going to send them over, and that's when Bria's like, oh fuck, yeah. And I've it, made a terrible mistake. So they part ways. It doesn't go well for anyone. Eli leaves her in the fucking woods. Um, yeah. And then, After being freaked out that when she went in for a run and about her protection, then he's like, I, 
I just need I to I abandoned leave. you. Yeah. yeah. So He's, Bria starts spiraling. I feel like I've said that phrase a lot this episode, but it's the best way to describe it in my mind. Um, and she ends up dosing herself with ketamine to help her sleep because she's been awake for days with like insomnia. Yeah. And she and also she, has the little like bonsai cherry tree with her on yeah. the dock. And, and it's, she's, like her mind palace that she built, she built an aviary in her mind palace for all of her things with Eli. Yeah. And it's like in, it's been rec- there's a record that's like a recording of his voice telling her he loves her. Yeah. It's, it's all very sad. Cause it's her, her finally coming to, to terms with the fact that she does have like a depth of emotion she wasn't aware of before. And now really knowing it because she's in yeah. so much pain. Yes. Cause as the reader, you're seeing like, you know, Bria is telling you like, oh, I don't really experience emotions like this. But the whole time you've been reading like with Eli, you see her, you're like, you wouldn't, I think, automatically think like, oh, yeah, you have to remember she's a serial killer because most of it, you're like, she's just acting like most other people do. Like she's yeah. not re- like in certain ways, but overall, like you're like, girl, you have emotion. Yeah, of course you do. She just, she doesn't yeah. see things that we can see in her. Exactly. So she's dosed herself with ketamine and wakes up to a bunch of Praetorian security folks. Yeah, alarms going off. Finally like tracking crazy. her down after the Cynthia Nordstrom shit. And they're invading her house. So Bria calls her uncle and it's, it's heartbreaking one because he since the second stroke has such a hard time with language and because she doesn't think she's going to make it she locks him out of like the security in the house so he doesn't have to watch her die and there is a gunfight worthy of a john wick film happening yeah, it here is it is basically like john wick she's just like fighting Suck off it, people roxy. Just this is murder. actually a good yeah gunfight. yeah oh fucking roxy Don't, she doesn't even she shouldn't even be acknowledged in this and and bria makes this like n- horrifying narrow escape into the lake behind the house and you don't know you know she's been shot but you don't know where yeah because there's just a surprise that, fifth like she only clocked four people but there yes. is a, a secret like fifth person that he gets at least one shot in and it, i think also like part of it is believable because you you know and like from the story so far in her history and everything that we've learned about her like she has literally been training for this her whole life yeah like, she has this whole routine and like she's used guns and various weapons like she is well fucking trained she's- so this is something where i'm like all right i would believe that you would systematically go through this house that you know and take these fucking men out these armed goons out because that's literally this is the home field advantage your job that you don't get paid for it's your hobby yes it's your passion project it is murdering goon Murder squads is her passion project <laughs> um and it's it's really exciting because she's taken onto the dock her cherry bonsai and is meditating was meditating down there before she dosed herself with the ketamine and so when she gets shot her blood sprays all over the tree and like oh. the petals go everywhere and it's a very sad image yes um and samuel is obviously distraught because he doesn't think he's capable of love but we know better as the reader and he, I don't think he knows about the breakup with Eli, but so he calls him and says, Bria's in trouble. And he basically hands yeah, over like the keys a, yeah. to every, he's like, I'm he like, I'm trusting you. you. He gives him the addresses to like several safe houses and the boys kind of tr- try to track her down. Who's moving from safe house, to, safe house to safe house to stay off Praetorian's radar. Mm-hmm. And then Bria goes to meet with Karan. Oh, she, yeah. She's like, I'm seeing this through. Like, if it's the yeah, last thing like, I do, oh, I will yeah. bring Eli closure because of what I did to him. And thankfully, Samuel's able to turn Praetorian and get the victims. Like, he's been working this angle. This is actually a plot line I think was introduced too late. The coffee and Dolly. Yeah. And it was like, it was very, yeah. Like, it's one of the few things that's not really like thoroughly 
brought up like it's very briefly like touched on where I yeah. feel like so much is really like well thought out and addressed yeah this is the one thing that I was like oh this is like a little especially because we got so much with Cynthia and she just got like yeeted yeah for real so <laughs> just like after all that with Cynthia I thought like her being the FBI informant was gonna be more of a thing and then she was like yeet dissolved <laughs> so say goodbye to that hand but Samuel was able Wave to goodbye with your severed hand <laughs> sorry too dark i i don't know what's happening to me just given this, the, all the given the finger with all the, the all hand. living all this fucking hot asthma has melted my brain my lizard brain <laughs> so samuel's able to finally turn praetorian and all of the victims of uh legio agni have been moved out of the compound and karen has been left exposed and it kind of levels the playing field a little bit for bria so it's given her a fighting chance so she sets the last meeting place she zip ties her hands together so she looks like Karen's latest victim and then leaves a trail of glow sticks to her location. Karen beats her to the location, though, and fucks her up with really a good hammer. It I, is fucking brutal. It like, is he's just slowly gratuitously hitting violent. her in the head with a sledgehammer. And the leg. She, he yeah, fucked up her just, leg. And yeah. it's like, I don't like compound fractures. That's like a body horror thing for me that I'm like, no. Nope. Mine is eye things. Oh, no, I don't like eye things Eye either. things really, like, ugh, like nothing will, like, instantly make me want to start throwing up like an eye thing. Oh, I hate but, it. But she's trying to keep him talking and buy time for authorities to get there. And, um... Karen, when they do arrive, Karen has promised her mutually assured destruction, where he's like, those people didn't kill themselves, like, I'll tell them everything about you, until Eli catches up. Finally, he's yes. he's which in the final place with yeah, her. Yeah, like, which you don't know, like, in the moment, you are just with her, and Karan is going to smash her head in with a sledgehammer. And as a shot like, rings out. Bringing it down to her, yeah, the shot rings out, and then you find out... Um, Eli killed him. It Eli, was Eli killed his brother. Full, full circle closure moment. Because Bria wakes up in the hospital, not chained to the bed, and very, very confused. Because she's willing to sacrifice her own freedom to bring Eli this closure with, with Gabriel yeah. slash Karen. It was like, I'm doing it. It's all for you, Damien. But <laughs> it's all for you, Eli. <laughs> but Eli assured her that her secret is safe because, you know, dead men tell no tales and neither do simps. But they are going to set some <laughs> ground rules because, yes. so that Bria can be Bria, but she's not going to kill FBI informants anymore. So they'll they'll work it out together. Yeah, they make up. They're they're going to do some healing together. And when Samuel passes six months later, that's exactly what they're doing. And I love this moment because this is what we we're talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, this record. Like the- There's been this conversation happening the whole time, like in this in the book, where Samuel and Bria are aren't like other people. It's dangerous for them to try to be like it in the end. Like they don't love yeah, like and others like, do. He cared for me and trained me in this way, but he could never really love me. But he did love her, and it's revealed in the music he composed, which were his trophies. And his favorite, it turns out, was a song that he composed about Bria and the night that he saved her. So it's and she it's, can't and like it's one of the only ones that on the record. So they all have like the lyrics on them, but it's the only one that doesn't. But then. Eli finds the lyrics in a notebook and as it's playing, he starts reading them to Bria. And it is, it's beautiful. Yeah. And the epilogue is truly just one giant gift to readers. It's a honeymoon Kaplan style. It is Eli and Bria on the honeymoon. I think they're in Columbia and it's got some of the hottest wrap up spice with temperature play and Eli withholding orgasm until she calls him husband. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the ice. So he's using ice and, and it, her hands are bound behind her back. And uh, she has a vibrating dildo in both holes. 
And then uh, he eats her out until she comes, then takes the dildo out of her pussy and fucks her. And it's everything I've ever wanted from Wrap Up Spice. And as a bonus, top tier. There's Wrap Up Murder, too. The wedding present. Yeah, he gives her, as a wedding present, he gives her Donald Silversky, who was the leader of the cult that she was born into. He was Xanthius. Yes. Um, And I said, and they say romance is dead. Yes. (laughs) No, romance is killing. Not dead yet. Romance is murder. Yes. <laughs> Romance is letting you murder your enemies with my house. <laughs> it's, it's assisting you with murdering your enemies. But it's so sweet because it was the last thing that like he, that Eli and Samuel were able to do together for mm-hmm. her. And he's like, well, he's down there. And if you want to, I will sit up here and have a picnic and not watch. And you just come back to me whenever you're ready, dear wife. Yeah. Bless. Bless him. And yeah, like I'm not going to actively participate in the murder party with you, but I I I'll give you my blessing. Yes, I'll. Uh, here's some binoculars, a garage. Yeah. I heard that's your favorite. He's just got he's yeah, really supportive also husband great, energy. It is, and it's a great full circle moment to the first murder in the book. Which oh, the I didn't whole think time about that. that. She's thinking in her head. She just hears garage, garage, garage. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's it. Full that's circle. our black sheep. We did it. We hope you enjoyed. So I know we always do like 70% of our review as we are talking about the plot. But what was your, now, This what was your final review of the book? I fucking loved this. I'm so glad. I, I've had such, like, <laughs> so many picks that have been fucking bummers that I was so glad that I you liked like this they're, one. like they're mutual picks because I agreed everything we do on the podcast that's true i'm not i, I don't like have like a monopoly on it I but like still, this is one of the few that you were like we have to do this because i loved it i i and, was very excited about and i was it. right there with you it was so good i gave it a four i gave it a four and a half but i might actually like now that i'm like i think i'm gonna bump it up to a 4.75 it's very um, generous that's I a really, high, that's a high score. yeah the spice was five five peppers for me yeah it was oh i i again like probably not even probably like some of my favorite spicy scenes i have ever read like it just gave me so many things that i've been craving from other books that i thought i was gonna get and then i just had like fucking blue balls from them where i was like (laughs) just unfulfilled like a ruined orgasm Uh, whereas this was like that's the perfect way to put it yeah whereas this was a multiple orgasm like oh i lost it yeah no this you just it's a this it's a a jizz factory you're just coming and coming coming. it was so good and like i think also because the spice was excellent but the plot is actually really good and enjoyable like just the plot and the story itself I would read even without the spice. I said the same thing. If there was zero sex in this, I would have still, I would have devoured this anyway because Bria being being a serial killer and crossing paths with Eli, who's in like working with the FBI to track down cult leaders, like it, great yeah, story. Like, I was so inf- engaged whether yeah. they were fucking or not. Exactly. I did not care. It's, yeah, it was so well done. And I like the characters are really enjoyable and you like are invested in them and want to follow them along and like i just i enjoyed it all the way around like it was uh, i'm so it, glad i was so glad i was i'd been so excited for this um i think the only thing that i really every once in a while during a spice scene 
there would be like random flowery language that just for me didn't fit and it would take me out of it a bit. Oh, interesting. But I mean, not enough, but everyone like, or even just in the book in general, like every once in a while it would get, the language would just get like randomly a little flowery. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why are you talking about your channel all of a this sudden? This was the author switch? Yeah. Or you were like, like, someone what? else is writing this. I was like, send so hot. I was like, send, star me off. But even that wasn't enough. Like, it, and it wasn't so egregious that I was like, this is ruining it for me. That's um, um, but that that's like my one minor critique. But I still, I just really loved it. I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. What um, about you? I so same. I I loved this when I read it at fir- the first time. I loved it when I read it the second time. I definitely picked up on more because I wasn't just like a puddle a on monster. the floor. Just yeah, just you're like nom nom nom. <laughs> give me more sex. Yeah. Um, and and I think a lot of the gripes that I had in other contemporaries that we've read, like Big Ben and Den of Vipers, where they employ like fancy technology to spy or retrieve information, were were done here in a way that I really liked, and it lets you suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. And because we've like established that Samuel is wealthy and well connected and intelligent, and he was the dean of a school of engineering for like twenty years, so it makes sense that yes. he and that he has trained Bria to be who she is. And so it makes sense that like they've been getting away with it for so long and she's so meticulous and she's so well outfitted to yeah, do I, the things that she does that I the the story overall between the two of them I really liked like the disciplined life that they led and then you had those really interesting little things where like I think she has I mean she needs that was a lot such of therapy. A good point. I agree. But I think also part of it is that in so many contemporary things the issue is that even when there's like so much thrown in there but even when a lot of times when there's an explanation like it'll have an explanation for why it is but it'll be like but I don't buy this explanation exactly. like it just feels like you just threw it at me to cover your ass exactly Whereas this felt like really thought out and I love the fact that neither of them took physical trophies I think it's so mm-hmm. smart to be like we are not like other serial killers like we are different we're not like other serial killers we're not killers. like other serial pick me um, and I loved <laughs> I'm a pick me serial killer <laughs> and I loved the distance relationship that he had with that Samuel had with Bria where we as the reader can see that their version of love and they can't see it themselves yeah. and then when everything is confirmed when they listen to his records later and realize his favorite song has always been about her it's just closed out so beautifully and, yeah, Flet- and Fletcher was great like yes. we were just she's so much fun I love that she called him kinky Kaplan she made fun of him for having hard points on his bed yeah, and like speaking a, of Kaplan like a, it feels like a believable like having side characters that feel like real people that you would want to be friends just, with, yeah. That you're not like, why are you friends with like this person? Maybe they don't have a full, like, fleshed out, full storyline of their own, which is fine. But they feel like real, actual people, and not there. Like you know that they are serving the plot of the main characters, yes. But it feels natural, and they feel like real, fleshed out characters. Exactly. And Eli, oh. he is the perfect hold my hand in public and hold my neck in private, man. He which he is on it? my which, all-time <laughs> list, which yeah. you'll hear about. We actually have a mini-sode um, where we, we now, talk about. Yeah, we recorded it before we I read this. We might have to re-record it. So, well, yeah, well, I maybe we should. it's one that we should revisit the further we get in the podcast. Maybe like That's once a, a year we revisit our um, fictional significant others. Yes, I love this. And, and Bria, too, she's just, she's a fun character to read about because she's on this journey discovering so many things about herself that she didn't think were possible, like having deep feelings outside of disgust and rage. <laughs> but she's so fun and snarky and yeah, smart. Yeah, she has a good and sense of humor. She does. I, I think it's, and it, it's like so believable. Again, the tweed, the tweed burns were funny. Yes. I, like, the, there's there's a scene in the lectern 
the lectern scene where he's like, did you have questions about class? No. Uh, <laughs> about your paper no the history of tweed no and it's and she's like come here to blow him but it's it's really fun and I've like come a, to like blow a quick you, professor little, yes um but and Please, it makes sense. i want to burn my grade up and it it's i love that she's not an like an unfeeling badass who's tough to to who's too tough to feel yeah it's just that oh she's gone through yes, a lot of trauma a so like she, yeah, I'm like, there are actually these moments of vulnerability that she has that are real. Like, there's so many moments in the book that are actually really beautiful. Yes. And then you are reading about a serial killer romance, but it gives you, there's so many depth, there's so much depth to it. There is. So first read, reread. I fucking love this book. Oh, I, yeah, I, I left my final. I would read this again. My final and review. not just the smut scene. I actually loved revisiting my notes from last year when I read it because I, like, I would highlight stuff that was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm not okay. Or like, I have to take a break or this book has changed me as a person or I am a monster. Um, I all of them I remain true. needed at least one break. <laughs> but I left my review exactly the same from last year. It's four and a half out of five stars. A sexy break. A se- I, I realized I threw that in while you were talking. Oh. And I was like, I definitely needed a break. And I was like, but let me clarify that it was a, a sexy, a sexy break. break. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry that that's so much TMI. <laughs> this, we the, our whole podcast I, our whole is a podcast TMI. Is just more and more TMI. I, I have to warn people when I meet them and I'm like, it comes up and I'm like, just like, please. If you want to listen to it, go ahead. But just know you're going to learn a lot of things about us, like a lot, a lot that maybe you don't want to know. Yeah, I, I do what you want, but but go in knowing, make and make want, an informed decision. <laughs> so so I gave it four and a half out of five stars and a five on spice. It was it perfect? No, of course not. I think the coffee and Dolly plotline should have been introduced much earlier to make that reveal feel a little less sudden. Uh, that coffee scene with Eli still bothers me for whatever reason, but it doesn't pull it me was, out of the yeah. story enough to make me go, what the fuck am I reading? It was innocuous and, for me. And I know I, like to me, I think my perspective also, it helped because we have read like some of the ones we read right before this, the main, Rough. the main male love interests were fucking painful. They were. Like, and Oh God, what's his name from, Oh God, what was it? What was, um, Twisted Love. Where he just stalks her for a year to force her to forgive him. He... Awful. He was one of the worst. I've repressed his name from my mind. I can't even remember it. I can't even be asked to look it up. Also, I know this sounds crazy, but I would love to see this book adapted because I I think think that you could do it. I agree. I think you could do it. There'd obviously be a lot of editing. Fifty Shades, like you could do this, and this is just a better story. And I know better written story, better characters, way better exploration of kink, and. And you can you can you allude don't, to don't all to of the, the sex, sex toys, toys. used, yeah. but we'll edit around that. Obviously, Shadow <laughs> I follow an intis- an intimacy coordinator on TikTok who has taught me a lot about how sex scenes are choreographed in film and TV. So I believe it could be done. And the plot outside of Eli and Bria is still interesting enough that you could have a really great yeah. limited series with this whole story. And I think it would be like, so, it's so good. Se- I was like, it's re- it's genuinely sexy, but the story itself is really interesting and could stand on its own. My dream is a Black Sheep limited TV series. Ooh, I support this HBO, dream. HBO, Amazon. I co-sign this dream. Someone. This is, we should, we should HBO, write a script. I, I, uh, I'm voting for HBO. I'm, I'm I you. prefer an, an HBO. But yeah, that's that <laughs> nobody needs to know that for anything. If you're going to adapt Shelf Pleasure into a series, I would like it to be done on HBO. <laughs> it's not TV; it's HBO. 
So is Who there, is not sponsoring this podcast? Not yet. <laughs> one day. One dream. day. Yeah. Eight, oh. I'm still hoping Can it's you imagine how unbearable we would be with HBO money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm unbearable with no money. Like, exactly. <laughs> I'm unbearable for free, but I would be real fucking unhinged if I had money behind me. <laughs> if daddy HBO was signing our paychecks. <laughs> I would call HBO daddy in a second if they would send us some Yeah. Yeah. It's, it wouldn't. That wouldn't be a big ask for me. Yeah. So, so is there is there anything we that we haven't talked about for Black Sheep that you wanted to cover, or any? Do you have any questions? Concerns? Clarissa, no. Did you have a favorite scene? Oh, it, I feel like it's hard to pick because they were all they were really good, but I I still think about the one-two punch of the library and then the first, like, his office scene yeah. with the it, cherry loop. You, you kind of have to think about them together because it's, like, one, two, three. Yeah. Where they're just... Although, they're I, like, fucking... I think of more, like... I know there is the three, but, it like, those first two. The, like, the, the library, library and, and the, the office. Cher- and also same. just saying the phrase, like, cherry loop. And if you've read this, you immediately fucking know. Oh, yeah. And, oh, man, I was just... The the one where I, she breaks lo- in is, the, I think, the one for me. But the, I do love the library followed by Sherry Lube. They're all, they're, they're all really good. Fun it's fact. It's like, it's like picking between a, a favorite child, I imagine. Fun fact, the uh, the breaking and entering was salted caramel lube. Oh, yeah. Eli's got options. I, I would prefer. We, we I love, would prefer a salted caramel lube. I would, too. That's one of my favorite flavors. Me, too. So. Well, I, I, had, I had a salted caramel coffee this morning. I did too. Oh my god! <laughs> we just pointed at each other like yeah. idiots. Like you guys can see that, but why weren't we talking about <laughs> video recording us doing this? We sh- it would be so embarrassing though. But for, yeah, I don't want to. I would never watch it. I would never want to see it. I would don't not watch me. it, but I would provide it if there was interest to see what we look like yeah. when we record. We're, because <laughs> we are peak comfort gals. So we, we, we are. are yeah. We are firmly stretched out. This new setup is nice though. Yeah, we rearranged my basement so that we could record in comfort. Yeah, that's al- that's always our main goal. Yeah, is good smut and com- to be comfy while reading it. Yeah, pretty much that's it. So that's us in a nutshell. Well, in a friends, smut shell. thank you for joining us on this journey. I, um, if you want more of this type of read, Bryn Weaver just co-authored another serial killer romance with Trisha Wolf, and it's called Marrow. And it just released in March. It's available on Kindle Unlimited. This time it's competing serial killers. And full disclosure, I have downloaded it, but not read it yet. So you will need to do your own content warning checks. I just know of its existence. And if you have any recommendations for us, serial killer romance, any type of romance, we would love to hear them. Please send them in. We're always looking for new things. Yeah. Um, or even if you want us to continue a series that we have started, we've been like talking about that a lot yeah, more. Yeah, maybe like, going back and finishing. And like completing them, yeah. Yeah, just circling back. We're going to shake things up in season two, so... We will be back on April 20th, actually. Great segue. 420, because, baby. Yeah. 420 blazing. Sorry, I... Yeah, we're going to do... We're going to eat a bunch of edibles and then... Talk. Oh, my <laughs> so God. We should. We shouldn't... We wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> like, if we had snacks, I think we'd be fine. Okay. But we will be back on 420. Minisode. We'll do, we should do a minisode. Okay, sorry. I'm getting us off, off topic. Please, <laughs> please continue and keep us on track. You... Please come in. Lawful evil. Please keep my chaos at bay. <laughs> well, we're we're just going to uh, keep working on the Deal with the Demon series because we will be back with the Gargoyles captive. Um, so we will see you there. But until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest.
If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.